This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. We are probably weeks away from an election call, but there is no doubt the campaign is well underway. This last hour, the Premier announced another break in the cost of prescription drugs for people over 65. As of August, the deductible and co-payments will be abolished, so those drugs will be completely covered for seniors. Premier Kathleen Wynne joins me now. Hello. Premier Wynne? Hi. Um, Welcome. Thanks for being with us. Uh, Hi. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay. So a couple of years back, uh, CARP identified the deductible as a problem for some lower income seniors, and they called for the threshold to be raised. You've made the plan totally free for all people in the age bracket, even wealthy Zoomers. Uh, Why did you choose to do it that way? Yeah. So... um as of August 1st, 2019, actually, Libby, so um, it's uh, just over uh, a year, August 1st, 2019, um, anyone age 65 or older will not have to pay deductible or any co-payment uh, at all. And we made that decision because we believe that um, that there there needs to be there needs to be a pharmacare plan. We believe that a national pharmacare plan would be the best. But we are not going to stop here in Ontario. As you know, um, this uh, this year we introduced for uh, children from their birth until their 25th birthday. We introduced OHIP Plus, and they are able to get free prescription medication. And so what we're saying is that the next big step that uh, that we're going to take is uh, is for seniors because. As you said, we've heard from seniors, not just from the organization, but CARP did talk to us, but individual seniors and families have said to us that this is, you know, this is a burden for people who are on fixed income, and it is, uh, it is very much part of uh, um, a caring uh, plan, you know, that people want to care for each other, they want to be able to care for themselves, and being able to afford prescription medication is a big part of that. Um- the research, however, shows that the people who are most likely to be unable to afford their drugs are uh, people who are just kind of pre-seniors over 55 when they're having health issues, uh, but they're not covered in any way, uh, while people over 65 are, are covered to a very large extent even now. Uh, what about those people? Well, ideally, we would have uh, a national pharmacare plan and that we would uh, everyone would be covered. Uh, we will continue in Ontario to work to expand coverage in the absence of a, a national plan. Um, I really believe that the fact that Eric Hoskins, who was our Minister of Health and Long-Term Care, uh, has now gone to work 
for the federal government and design a uh, uh, pharmacare plan, I think that's a very clear signal that that's the direction that the federal government is moving, and that's great news for uh, for everyone in the country, Libby. But in Ontario, what we've said is we're going to keep going. We're going to keep putting these uh, these pieces in place. Ideally, as I said, everyone would be covered because we know that prevents people from getting more uh, more ill, and it actually uh, it helps people in the short and the longer term. Uh, do you have a cost for this piece you've introduced today? This uh, this will be five hundred and seventy five million dollars when it's uh, when it's fully rolled out, and that's an that's an annual cost. And what that will that what that will cover for uh, people sixty five and older is uh, all forty four hundred medications that are on the formulary. So it's not just some of the medications; it's uh, it's all medications. Uh, Premier, since we're speaking about people of a certain age, uh, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with our audience, but many of them were very upset about some comments that you made when you were speaking to students a few days ago, and, and CARP also wants an explanation about what it calls ageist remarks. Please have a listen. You know, if you don't vote, then somebody who looks like me is going to vote. Some senior person, older than me, some white person... <laughs> We've asked her to explain her comments, so we've asked her to clarify them. Uh, we're really hoping that she's not looking to start some sort of intergenerational warfare. No. What we need to do is work together so that every Canadian and every resident of Ontario has the right to live with peace and dignity and financial security. Uh, Premier Wynne? Yeah, so I, uh, as you can tell from the, the tape, I was being self-deprecating. You know, I was, I was saying that um, to young people, which I've said many, many times, I've knocked on thousands and thousands of doors in my political career. And when I meet a young person who says, oh, you know, I'm not going to vote or why would I vote? It doesn't make a difference. What I say to them is we need your voice, you know, and the reality is, Libby, that Older people vote at a much Absolutely. higher rate than Absolutely. younger people. Absolutely, but, but why would you say that having older people vote is going to go against the interests of young people? I mean, that's the way your comments were taken. Well, that isn't, that isn't what I mean. What I mean is, and what I have always said, is that we need all voices to, to speak up. Um, and, you know, the fact is that uh, I am not going to be able to represent uh, all of the uh, the opinions of young people. We need those. We need those young people to speak up, and we need them to vote. They vote at a much lower rate than older people. And we, so, we know that. We yeah, know that. But, I know, and, and, and the white comment too. Older white people. Yeah. Well, and that's true. That's the demographic as well. We need we need people from all backgrounds, all age groups to be stepping up and voting. And when I, you know, when I'm talking to a young person, as I said, I've many many times at the door that that engenders a conversation you know they want to know what i mean by that and then i can say to them look this is this is the reality this is the population that votes at a higher rate and if you don't if you don't step up and take part then we're not going to know what you think and the society will be the poorer for that i i i don't want to belabor the point but what do you say to um older white people who have taken offense well to i am comment? an older white person libby <laughs> i am an older white person but to the ones who was, took offense no, but, but you know, it's really important. I'm an older white person, and I'm saying to this young person, I can't speak for you. I need you to speak for yourself. I need you to, I need you to step up and 
tell us what you think about climate change, about technology, about mental health. I need those voices. And I was being self-deprecating by saying, you know what, I want you, I want you to step up and stand beside me and uh, cast a vote. Okay. I don't know if that'll satisfy the people who are upset, but let us um, move along. Uh, In the throne speech, you addressed many of what I would call pain points for Ontario residents, hallway medicine, lack of home care, now prescription drugs. Uh, So what do you say to people who are criticizing you for doing this all at once and putting us back into a deficit? Well, what I I would say is that um, we we have worked very hard on many of those fronts, you know, we have worked to put supports in place. We have put billions uh, more dollars into both hospitals and home care. Um, we have we have done some work in terms of mental health and put more supports in place. But but what we know is that uh, that there's more that needs to be done. You know, many of your listeners may be people who have aging children with developmental disabilities. And I hear from people who say, you know, we're really worried about um, what's going to happen to our aging children when we're gone. So there are a number of areas where, yes, there's been a lot of work done, but there's more that we need to do. So it's not like, it's not like we're starting from zero here. What we're saying in the throne speech, and then we will reinforce in the budget, is that there has been much work done, but in a time of real uncertainty and change, um, government and uh, people need to come together and put in place the support so that people can care for themselves and care for each other. And that's what our, that's what the throne speech was about. And that's what our budget will be about. And that's what the announcement today is about. It's about uh, giving people the ability to look after themselves better and care for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we just saw yet another poll today, which uh, shows the Conservatives under Doug Ford uh, getting a majority government um, and people buying into his view. Um, he certainly seems to be tapping into a kind of widespread anger and distrust of, of uh, your government. Um, how are you addressing that? Well, Doug Ford and I have a very different uh, perspective on uh, the province and on uh, the way people need to be supported. Uh, you know, he what he's saying, and quite frankly, what all the Conservative uh, leadership candidates were saying was, um, you know, if we just cut corporate taxes and cut services and let people fend for themselves, everyone will be all right. That's basically what he's putting forward as a remedy. Um, Not I really. That- what, he's, what he's saying is that, and what he's asking us to believe, is that he can find four cents on the dollar, no problem, without cutting anything. But I'm telling you that uh, in, order to, in order to find that four percent, uh, that will mean cuts to services. And most of what the Ontario government does is deliver services through people. That will mean cuts in jobs, between 40,000 and 75,000 jobs, two economists have looked at. So it will mean cuts in teachers and in doctors and nurses and services that people, uh, that people need. So that's, that's his remedy, is to cut taxes and cut those services. We're, we take a very, very different view of what's needed in Ontario right now. And, uh, you know, in terms of the polls, 
people will decide, Libby. You know, yeah. I, you know, I I have a huge trust in the democratic process. I have a, a deep trust in the people of Ontario, and they'll decide what uh, what they want in terms of leadership in the province. I don't have I don't have control over that. What I have to do is put forward my view of uh, how. The things that we've done over the last number of years, I've been Premier since 2013, what we've done, uh, our record, and what we're going to do to build on that going forward. Again, how are you trying to address that anger, which seems to be separate from, uh, you know, one program or another? Well, I, you know, I, I will let the pundits and the and the um, journalists analyze what that anger is. Uh, you know, I think that I think that there are, as we laid out in the throne speech, there are concerns that people have in the province, and whether those concerns are directed at me or whether they are directed at people's circumstances in their lives, that's up for that's up to people in the province to decide. And Ontarians are fully capable of making that determination themselves. Um, what I have to do is I have to put forward my view of uh, what's happening in the province, the uh, the remedies that we can put forward, and what I see is people who need some support. They need they need uh, some increased support to allow them to care for themselves and care for each other. Okay. Uh, before I let you go, Premier, can I get a, a promise from you? Will you uh, come in and and talk to us at greater length uh, as we go through the course of the election? I'll do my very best to do that, Libby. I'm going to leave that up to my, my press folks, but it's, it's great to be able to talk to you again, and uh, I hope we'll have a chance in the not-too-distant future. Okay. Thank you very much, Thanks Premier Kathleen Wynne. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, that was Premier Kathleen Wynne. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be getting uh, Wanda Morris's take from CARP and taking your calls and questions uh, about all of this. Um, we'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.